This is Matthew Hester, Senior Pastor at Dominion Church. I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Dominion Church podcast experience. Our podcast aims to deliver truth from God's Word concerning His kingdom and your righteous identity as His beloved child. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and do share it with a friend. We pray that you are blessed, challenged, and changed by what you're about to hear. Thank you so much for joining us here at Dominion Church. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and like and share this so that others can be blessed as a result. Perhaps you're watching on our YouTube channel at Dominion Church SC. Go ahead and like that channel. Turn on notifications. Uh, It's amazing what God's doing on YouTube. Uh, We have been seeing uh, in the last 30 days, we've gotten over 1,300 impressions just on our YouTube channel. Uh, And a lot of that's through referrals. Uh, So, Thank you. Welcome. And we would just encourage you, come be a part of one of our corporate gatherings. Uh, Right now, as of May the 14th, Mother's Day 2023, we're meeting at the historic Taylor Mill, 1 o'clock p.m. We'd love for you to come be a part of one of our gatherings. Maybe you're listening on our podcast at the Dominion Church Podcast Experience. Thanks so much for being a part of what we do here at Dominion. Uh, So before we jump into the message today, and I just have a few things I want to share for moms, and that's appropriate for Mother's Day, and I hope that it is not just predictable. I I hope that it's not just going to bore some of us, but I really feel like it's a unique take on some of the verses that we typically look at and read when we talk about moms and ladies on Mother's Day. But before we do that, uh, I just want to go ahead and specifically pray uh, for for one of our elders uh, in the house, uh, William Smith, William and Joanne Smith, uh, they are a, an amazing part of the support system here at Dominion. And I haven't talked publicly a lot about what William has been going through, but uh, he's been in the hospital the last five weeks and they've been working with him. He had major surgery. They're doing treatment, uh, looking for different strategies for how to eradicate some things going on in his body. And we've been praying and standing and agreeing this whole time. And um, And so we're going to go ahead and pray for him right now. Uh, And so right now, Lord, we just thank you. Let's just go ahead and and just begin to pray. Lord, we thank you for the Smiths. Lord, I thank you right now for healing to be manifest in his body right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that your spirit does not know distance. Your spirit is not confined to any certain space. And so right now we know the spirit of the Lord is in that, that room, is in that hospital room. William and Joanne, you know that his spirit is resident within you. And so right now, Lord, we thank you for manifestation of your presence, a manifestation of your healing power. And Lord, also, I just thank you for a manifestation of hope in the name of Jesus. It is so easy for us to focus on pain. It's easy for us to focus on suffering. But but William, right now, I just hear the Lord challenging you to go ahead and don't lose your hallelujah. Don't lose your God be praised. You know this principle, the quickest way to get out of hell is to sing your way out. And so, Lord, right now, I just thank you for the song of the Lord to be resident in their lives. We rejoice now in advance for what you've already done. We already have the party planned in the future for when they 
they walk back in these, these doors, Lord, and, and I thank you that William is going to walk in. He's going to walk in stronger than he's been before, restored, healthy, uh, healthier than he's felt in a long time. And so, Lord, right now, we just thank you for that, and we call it done. We know that he's healed, but now he's appropriating that healing by faith, walking it out, Lord, and I just thank you for all these things. Now, we call it done. We call them healed. And Lord, we just even speak encouragement to Miss Joanne, Lord, as she's been uh, carrying William, Lord, as she's been neglecting her own rest. Lord, right now, we thank you for fresh rest. Lord, I thank you for the joy of the Lord manifest in her that is her strength. And Lord, we just thank you right now for all these things. Now, we decree and declare them by faith in and through the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, and, and we just want everyone that watches this video, pray for William and Joanne Smith. Lift up their names before the Lord. Decree healing and restoration for them. Join us in that. Okay, well, I want to say happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies in the house. And we celebrate, we celebrate womanhood also on Mother's Day. Uh, that was the way that I was raised. Uh, my, my, my dad would celebrate my sister long before she was a mother, and he would say, well, she's a future mother, right? And then in church, he would celebrate ladies, and, he, and they'd say, well, we, we've, we've never had kids. We're, we're, we're too old to have kids. Yeah, well, you're, you've, you're a mother in Zion, right? Uh, I, I've had a lot of mothers in my life that did not give birth to me, that would care for me, that would correct me, that would challenge me, that would make a demand on my maturity, and I would honor them as mothers as well. And so that's why, in addition to Happy Mother's Day, we also honor womanhood. Uh, and so I, I want to just share a few things with you. This isn't going to take long today, maybe 20 minutes, uh, because I want to make sure that your families, when you leave here today, they have all the time that they need to honor you and to spoil you and to brag on you. And I'm telling you kids right now, I'm looking at some of you, you better take that opportunity seriously, right? You know, one of the ways you can do it is just by not causing any issues. Don't cause any trouble, right? Uh, I heard one pastor say, listen, Lord, they can be crazy any other day of the week, but not today. Not today. You better honor your mother today, okay? Be kind, be helpful, be, be quiet if you need to. Come on, y'all okay? All right, can I help somebody in here? Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Proverbs 31, and, and this is uh, Proverbs 31, Wonder Woman, is what we're going to be talking about for a few minutes. So first of all, I find it really interesting uh, that this book of wisdom, that is Proverbs, the book of wisdom, it actually culminates specifically in the portrait of a woman who reflects God's wisdom. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, so let's, let's read the, the last part of this chapter. Um, and, and, and I want to see what, what God is saying to us. Uh, and there's a lot of things that he's talking about culturally that's going on. We're going to address some of that specifically on Mother's Day. So we're going to look at Proverbs 31. And I'm going to read a few verses here, 10 through 31. I'm just going to read them. And ladies, pay attention. Men, pay attention to, to what is being said here. So verse 10, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. I'm, I'm trying not to look at you, Megan, because you're going to get me laughing here. She considers the field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. 
She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives uh, that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the uh, the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household. Wait, um, she is not afraid of snow for herself. Her clothing is fine. Wait, huh? I'm getting mixed up. She's not afraid. Let's try this one more time. Verse 21. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Wow. Wow. So if you just want to, can I just pull out a few things here? So uh, this kind of woman, right? She doesn't sleep. (laughs) She runs her business. She, she's, she makes money for the house. Her kids praise her. Her husband adores her. She makes clothes with her bare hands. She makes her own bed sheets. I mean, she, <laughs> she, she volunteers to serve the poor, and on and on and on it goes. Proverbs 31 is a description of Wonder Woman. <laughs> this is not a description of just the everyday woman. Right? And so that's what I want to talk about. So once we read through this, we need to take a moment and pause because this is important. This is a picture of the perfect woman. I mean, literally, in this proverb, think about it. We don't hear anything about any imperfection in her at all. There, there's not a verse about she doubts, but she'll trust the Lord, or you know, she's frustrated sometimes, or sometimes she says something she shouldn't say. She might raise her voice at her kids. Sometimes she aggravates her husband or is aggravated by her husband. You don't see anything like that in there, do you? <laughs> I mean, so think about what we just read. We read about how godly she is, how wise she is, what a wonderful wife she is. She's a homemaker. She's a great cook who makes food for her family. She makes clothes for her children with her own bare hands. She gets up before everyone else. And she gets up and goes to bed after everyone else goes to bed. Right? Actually, based on these verses, she doesn't even sleep. It says her light never goes out. It stays on all the time. (laughs) She's strong. She's humble. She's confident. She's a servant and a leader. She's an entrepreneur who is out in the world making good business deals and buying property for the benefit of her family. And on top of all that, she loves and cares for the poor. I give you the picture of Wonder Woman in the Word of God. So I point this out because 
I think that some, well, maybe maybe many, you know, you, you ladies, y'all can hear this, and instead of it being encouraging, it actually is discouraging, right? Because it's like, I can, I can never be that. I mean, nice. I mean, I see what you're reading, but you need to lower your expectations a little bit because this, this, this is not my life. Or maybe guys read this and we're thinking, that's it. That's the template. I've found what my wife is going to look like. That's the match. That's what I'm looking for. And, uh, and then married men can read this and be like, babe, you need to step it up. You know, get what I'm saying? I'm just being real here for a minute. Right? So, so a lady, women can read that and be like, ain't never going to happen. Right? A young single guy, that's the woman I want. A married guy, that's the woman you need to be. And it's like we take what's supposed to be encouraging and it becomes um, not so encouraging. It becomes discouraging. All of these thoughts are obviously unhealthy responses to this picture of womanhood in God's Word. But this is where I want us to realize that we had this ideal. So, so Proverbs 31 is painting this ideal, and it's painting it for a reason. Because all Proverbs actually point us, again, what's the book about? It's a book about wisdom. So all Proverbs point us to Jesus. They actually point us to Jesus and the wisdom that only he can give. So even when we see this picture of Proverbs 31, this wonder woman is pointing us to wisdom that can only be given to us by Jesus. So if you're looking for this woman, those of you that are watching and listening, you're probably not going to find this woman. In the same way, and and guys, we get it a little easier, it seems, because there's not a Proverbs 31 man uh, explanation anywhere. You ever notice that? I was wondering about that. And part of it is because culturally, the expectation of men was pretty plainly there. So actually, Proverbs 31 gives this great dignity and attention to women they otherwise wouldn't receive. But men, it was already assumed they need to provide for their families. They need to be strong. They need to handle business. They need to treat others uprightly. But it's like we kind of get a pass until you get into the verses where it says we're supposed to love our wives like Jesus loves the church. Then all of a sudden you realize our standard is Jesus himself. Oh, man. So what we have here at the end of the book of Proverbs is a picture of a woman who perfectly displays God's wisdom in her womanhood, which is a good thing for us to have. But it's not meant to drive us to discouragement or unrealistic expectations. So think about it. When we look at the life of Jesus, we behold a perfect man, right? So he was a man who perfectly displayed the wisdom of God. But as a follower of Jesus, we don't look at him and say, I'm so discouraged by his perfection. I'm so discouraged that there was no fault in him. That's not how we approach Jesus. Right? No, we're encouraged. Like we tell men, we tell our sons, we tell our children, be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Follow the example. So we encourage people, follow him. Don't get discouraged, right? 
And, and we certainly don't sit there and say, well, I can't follow Jesus because I'll never be like him. That's, that's not how it works. So I'm trying to expose some of that double standard there as well, <laughs> right? Single women don't look at Jesus and think, I, I need to find a husband that's perfect like Jesus. Again, ladies, if you're looking for a husband that is just like Jesus, good luck. Good luck, right? Because we're always going to be searching, right? <laughs> and, and then married women, married women. I, I hope you don't look at your husband and be like, if you would just be perfect like Jesus, this marriage would really work. <laughs> so we got the wives saying, you be perfect like Jesus. We got the husband saying, you be like the Proverbs 31 woman. And we're taking templates that are supposed to point us to wisdom. And we're using them as points of contention and unrealistic expectations. Right? Let's not do that. So instead, we are to look to Jesus, and this is what we say. He is the perfect picture of the wisdom of God. So we want to look like him more and more. See, that's the point. The point is, I'm not trying to attain the perfection of Jesus. I want to look more and more like Jesus. In the midst of my brokenness, in the midst of my imperfection, in the midst of my messing up, I still want to look more and more like him. I want to look more and more like the glory of God. So I want to encourage us to approach Proverbs 31 the same way. See, this, this is a portrait of the wisdom of God. It's a perfect description of womanhood which honestly we need to see right now in today's culture because now womanhood almost appears to be whatever you want it to be. It, it, it's a very confusing time right now to be alive. Well, it's confusing to those who make it confusing. We'll put it that way. And so the church needs to have the guts and the confidence to still declare what a woman is and what true womanhood is and honor it. Because culture is not honoring womanhood. And, and yeah, Lord, help us. Give us the grace to navigate this nonsense, this season that we're in. <laughs> See, we live in a world where what it means to be a woman is twisted, cheapened, perverted, distorted, and redefined at every turn. So it is good to see this ideal so that we can see something to begin to, to walk towards. In the midst of this culture, we desperately need to hear what God says about womanhood. And I pray that this passage will drive us to look more like Jesus in our lives. Not just generically as a person. I want you to hear this, ladies. I want you to look more like Jesus, not just generically as a person, but specifically as a woman. There are times where we all need to lean in and say, okay, these are characteristics of what it means to be a child of God. And we all say amen. But there also needs to be moments where we say, this is what a man looks like in the kingdom of God. This is what a woman looks like in the kingdom of God. Yes, we're all God's children. But I am not going to try to tell Braxton how to be a woman of God. Because he's not. He can't be, no matter how bad he wants to be. Are y'all hearing me right now? And I'm not going to tell my girls how to be mighty men of God. What's the point? 
Are you okay? I know, I know in this world, it, we get more and more uncomfortable to say things that are plain and say things that don't have a lot of gray space. But there are some things that there's no gray. It's black and white. It's clear. Okay? So even as I say that, I know that as we walk through this portrait of a Christ-like woman in Proverbs 31... There will likely be areas of our, your life where you think, well, I'm so far from that. I will never be that. Or maybe you'll even think, mess that up. Mess that up so much there's no hope for me in this area. Or let's just say all the areas. Let's just <laughs> let's throw them all in there. All the areas. There's no hope. But before you get to that point, I want to encourage you. Don't let those thoughts creep into your mind and your heart because I want to remind you of this. God's grace is what covers your past. It's God's grace that empowers your now. Listen, the, the way that Proverbs 31 manifests in your life, ladies, is through the grace of God. It's not through your own strength. It's not, I'm not, Megan, I'm not telling you to start making clothes by hand. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you to go to sleep after all of us or wake up before any of us. Because we've tried that, and that, we know that doesn't work. So <laughs> sleep's one of her love languages, right? And on top of all that, go out and do business, sell land, sell your goods, make money. I mean, it's, again, you see what I'm saying here. All this is accomplished by the grace of God. The wisdom that is Jesus, we experience it through the grace of God. We experience Him through the grace of God. So this is the gospel at the center of this book. God loves you and has pursued you. Like a husband pursuing a wife, Christ loves the church. So God, hear this ladies, God has run to you. And he's already dealt with the sin problem in your life. You know, I love Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So even when you come across something like Proverbs 31, you don't look at it like, oh God, I can never see that in my life. No, Lord, I thank you for the grace on my life. And there's areas there I want to see, I want to see more of that in my life. And then God meets you right there at that place of desire and he allows you to cultivate it in your life. Men, he does the same for us. Okay? So no matter how dark or dirty your past, no matter how many times you've messed up, no matter what you've said or done or failed to do, know that in Christ you are clean, you are forgiven, you are his beloved. You are a daughter of God. So don't for a second let guilt over the past keep you from becoming the woman God has designed for you to be now. Listen, God has forgiven you. He has. So then it would be foolish for you, for any of us, to keep on remembering your faults from the past and letting them keep you from what God has. He, he, he wants you to live today. The love He has for you, the, the experience He has for you. Live it. Don't allow the past to rob you of it. So then one, one more encouragement. We're almost finished. One more encouragement. Because, again, we, we may be tempted to think, regardless of my past, I still know I can't be this type of woman. Maybe you're thinking that. 
But see that, but that's the beauty of what I want to show you, what I want to call you to. You're in Christ, who has conquered sin and death. He sent his spirit to live in you. He has filled you, woman of God. He has filled you with his very spirit that enables you to live the life you were created to live as a woman loved by God and led by God in this world. So, so listen, in, in an ideal relationship, everything that I'm saying to you from the pulpit, your husband should be saying to you when you get home today. In an ideal relationship. But if you don't get it from him, you can still get it from the Father. Because he says it nonstop. He tells you what other people either can't tell you, won't tell you, or don't know how to tell you. Because God doesn't speak through insecurities. He doesn't speak through past offenses and injury. He speaks with full hope and optimism and life, right? So God's grace doesn't just cover your past. God's grace empowers your present. It empowers you today as a woman. Tomorrow when you wake up, and then the next day, and the next day, God's grace empowers your present and God's grace guarantees your future. So don't think there's no hope for me to ever look anything like a Proverbs 31 woman. Don't think that way. Because in Christ, based on the resurrection of Christ, there is, there's absolute guaranteed hope for you. No matter what. There's hope for you. Again, the standard is the wisdom of God. And it's been delivered to us through the person of Jesus by His grace. None of this, ooh, there's that sigh of relief, we're almost done. And none of this is our, out of our own strength. Wow. But it's learning to trust and to lean in to God's grace today. Grow in God's grace today. Trust in God's grace today. Who you want to be is completely made possible through the work of Jesus on your behalf. So I want to say it for all of us, ladies, especially it's, it's Mother's Day, but men as well. If you want to make a change in your life, God has provided the grace to make it real. If you look at something, hey, I want to be more generous, I want to be more loving, I want to be more patient, I want to be more considerate, God has already given you the grace to make that a reality. So you got to lean into that direction, press into it, you know? So finally, women, please, please see this. Ultimately, the Christ-like woman trusts God's word and allows God to affirm her worth. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay, I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, but I can't. Listen, God is the one that gives you your worth. It is not based on making clothes by hand. That's fine. Go for it. Knock yourself out. But it doesn't make you a better woman. I'm a businesswoman. Go for it. But it does not add to your value. God has already given you your worth. And I promise you, your worth is at an all-time high, and it's never going to go down, okay? It's at an all-time high. I want you to hear the Word of God that I'm speaking to you right now, loud and clear. You are valuable, immeasurably valuable, immensely valuable. 
Doesn't matter if you're single or married, children, no children. Trust God's word in your life and rest in the reality that God loves you so much. He's created you with dignity, beauty, and a worth that far surpasses anything this world can give you. Cling to this word and not to the ways of the world. See, the ways of the world is always about checks and balance. It's about if you put in this effort, we'll, we'll produce this reward. And that is not how the kingdom of God works. So I want to encourage you, ladies, it's okay. Trust God, love God, worship Him, trust His word. Know, believe, and feel that the God of the universe affirms your worth and desires you to experience all that He's created you as a woman to experience. Amen? Amen. Well, Lord, I just thank you today on this Mother's Day, Lord, that you're affirming each, each woman in this room, from, from, from even down to the, the young ones, Lord. Lord, that you're affirming their worth, you're affirming their value. Lord, that when we look at Proverbs 31, what we're seeing is a manifestation of the wisdom of God. He's showing us this ideal that is found in Jesus. It is not something that we attain by effort or strength. But we lean into you and we trust you. We trust your grace. We trust your mercy and kindness. But then knowing this, and I pray that each, each lady will hear this in their hearts today. That you are valuable. That you are worthy. Because God calls you so. He, he calls you that. And, and you may not hear that from anyone else today. But can you hear that from the voice of your always good father? Come on, a proud father whose chest is swelling up. That's, that's my daughter. Man, she's, she's fierce. She's, she carries integrity. She's so patient. And even when, a lot of times we'll hear that word and we're like, well, is he talking about me? <laughs> well, when, when he speaks a thing, he establishes a thing. See, a lot of times we feel like when God speaks, He identifies what's present in the moment. No, He'll speak things into a moment that aren't actually present, but He calls them into being. So when you hear God say something about you, He's not just identifying something that's always been there. He's releasing something new, something fresh. So I may not feel patient in the moment, but when God says patience looks good on you, He is calling my life to attention that it's about to bear fruit in season. Oh, Lord, that, that daughter of Zion, thank you so much. Thank you for blessing the world with, with, with women who know your heart, who trust you. Women who are there that stand in the gap. You know, I'm reminded of the prayers of so many. You know, my, my grandmother's that prayed for me. My mom, who to this day prays for me. We, we talk every single day. And, and even though now a man in my own right with a family, ministry, all these things, it still is a soft touch to my heart. When my mom just calls, hey, I just want to check on you. How, how are you doing? I've been praying for you. And that's something that only, in my life, only my mother can provide. 
And so, Lord, just remind each each lady here of, of the, the worth that they have. That the, Literally, there are things that only you can do in the lives of the people around you that are unique to you. So own it. Own it. Enjoy it. Let that shine forth. Your family needs it. The people in your life need it. The world needs it. And Lord, even help us now, Lord, just to continue to honor what true womanhood is. You know, the last several weeks as I, I pray for my daughters every night and the last few weeks, I've, I've been adding to the prayer, Lord, they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They're fearfully and wonderfully made. So, Lord, we just thank you for this now. I decree it by faith in and through the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much, Facebook, YouTube, our podcast, for joining us. Please like and share this so others can be blessed as a result. Uh, have an amazing week. We'll see you next time.